Are you guys aware that Tom and Jerry series are not available because they're very racist? Tom and Jerry's racist? Like towards mice? <laughs> no. <laughs> like they have bits where it's like do like slavery things or like Nazi things yeah. or like like things like that where it's like yeah. they take parts of history and they make a cartoon out of it. Right. It can be perceived as like mm -hmm. you you can't show this in a cartoon for children. Even though like why are you showing a <laughs> A, a cat trying to torture a mouse. <laughs> but, you know, details. <laughs> Circle of life, kids. You don't need the Lion King. Just watch Tom and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's keep it going. Let's get back to the show. Really going to switch things up a bit. So, um, best YouTube rabbit hole that I oh, went down oh this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, it started because I was trying to find a good method to polish my dress shoes. And wow, there is a whole world in just like shoe restoration, care. Uh, like I, I watched this one and then there's like, so you got like dress shoes, but you also have like boots. Uh, these are mostly just like men's shoes. I didn't really... I'm pretty sure there's an equivalent for for women's shoes, but um, like boots themselves, like they would have like how they resole the boot, you know, and you have like the Goodyear welt to kind of hold it on. And like if, if you have a Goodyear welt on your boot, it could be easily resold by a cobbler, um, just, you know, keep note of that. And uh, yeah, just like how they would take like these boots that are from like 60 years old, they like definitely seen better days. And it would just restore this thing and breathe new life into it. I'm like, this is just amazing. It's just an amazing thing to watch. Just these <laughs> restoration. It's like a 45 minute YouTube video. Um, there's a few of them. There's Trenton and Heath. They kind of restore a lot of these boots. They're cobblers by trade. Uh, another one's Rose Anvil. Um, if you're ever buying boots, this is a good channel to check out. He would cut the boot in half and he would show you what the sole is made out of. And he would kind of go through it and be like, well... You know, here's like the this this type of foam here is kind of cheap. It's going to break down, blah blah blah. Or this is really good. Or this is actually genuine welt on the shoe, so you can actually get it recobbled once the sole wears out. Yeah, very good channel. And then another one on the dress shoe side is Elegant Oxford. Uh, basically, it's just a guy who has a he just has a passion for polishing shoes, and uh, <laughs> it's amazing the kind of things you could do with shoe polish. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, it's and, and just polishing your shoes is oddly one of the most calming things to do. It's like it's like a meditation. Yeah, I want I want to hear yeah. what his elevator pitch sounds like. <laughs> yeah, it's That's it's a. Plan. I just wanted to go just buy a bunch of old dress shoes just to polish them up after watching that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely sounds like a rabbit hole. Oh yeah, it is for sure. That was at least like a week of my life. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I'm yeah. It's got like a classic feel to it. Like you feel like you're tapping into like nostalgia by polishing yeah. shoes or like a part of history or I don't know what if I'm expressing this right, but it feels classic to polish your shoe yeah. your shoes. Yeah. And that guy that cuts them in half, he also cuts in half like popular shoes too. Like popular oh. Nike shoes, Adidas, oh, wow. Balenciaga, Oof. like all these like That's big gonna... like four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar, thousand dollar shoes that you could buy. And you wow. would cut them in half too. Um, Does he get them? And some of them are kind of surprising. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he's getting them because that's kind of expensive operation. But um, 
yeah, I think some of them the manufacturers do send to him just to get the review. Okay, interesting. Razies apps must have apps. All right. Or and the award underrated apps that we, we usually don't really care about. Um, which is the notes? The notes pad. The <laughs> notepad <laughs> must have app. <laughs> like how many of us use it to its full? I do a lot. Yeah, I do. Oh, I all the I'm time. Big, yeah. I'm a big notepad guy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love the notepad. I have like yeah, yeah. different categories. Yeah, yep. like it's it's amazing. Like you know, I I used to use it, but I wasn't really using it to its full potential until I discovered all these things I could do with it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like um, you can use it as a to-do list where you have the check, you know, marks that you can check mark as you go through your to-do list. Grocery list, of course. Um, It could be a calendar if you want. Um, You can jot random notes to it. Uh, I use it usually when I'm coding. I would use it as a, a way to copy and paste codes and then I can always retrieve it. Yeah. Or if you're texting something to a ton of people, just text it in there. And then like you just copy and paste, change the name, stuff like that. It could be for letters if you're writing a letter. Um, And then one really cool feature is you can add tags, which, you know, you can use it for filter. Uh, I think it's a modern um, feature that they recently added, which I think that's pretty much the reason why I started using it even more. Um, so you can just go in and find things using tags. Yeah, love it. And notepad. That's the most <laughs> practical award that we've given out tonight. Yeah, yeah, like, it's very practical. Yeah, how to improve your life? It's like <laughs> one of those apps that if you're not careful, it just becomes the things, the apps that you hardly use. It's, you're right. You're right. For me, it's like it's very much a habit. Um, especially like I'm a to-do list guy. Yeah. And like I don't like I used to do like the the yellow sticky notes. Oh yeah, got that messy. one. But then I don't know, like my like two phones ago, I was like, "What's this notes app?" <laughs> and I just started, you know, organizing my thoughts on there, my to do my grocery list, whatever. Yeah. And it just became a habit. I think it's helped me. Yeah. Like um, I even get like clients who would send a brochure that they did nineteen ninety five, and it's a PDF. Right. Like you can't even copy and paste. Yep. Right. And Ugh. on this app, you can basically scan with the RTC code um, and then actually copy, you know, the text from the PDF. I mean, all the picture. And then you can bring it to, you know, the notes and actually organize it. So you don't have to go and retype everything. Right. So practical. It's amazing. <laughs> Technology is your friend. Yeah. And then you can even tag people on it. So say, for instance, you're going grocery shopping and your wife is not home or whatever. You can just be like, hey, can you add your list of things you need onto the list? Mm -hmm. And then the two of you have it. And you can just check mark as you go. Amazing. Getting things done. (laughs) Amazing indeed. I'm going to call this the greatest easy book to read award. Um, <laughs> the Razy goes to the book is called on this day in history. Shit went down. It's by James fell. So it's not technically, you know, a, a book book. It is a book, but every page has a different 
you know, mini story slash fact about history. So it's like October 22nd. On this day, Hitler lost his mind by doing this shit. <laughs> and, and there's, it's interesting. It's, you know, you could write like 15 versions of this. Um, he's got two parts, right? But um, he's got like a very, like, he, he cusses a lot. Um, and I don't like when authors use swear words too much because it kind of loses its uh, effect, yeah. right? But he's got a very witty style to his writing very it's very pure <laughs> i'll use that word um it reminds me of there's this book called the subtle art of not giving a fuck <laughs> <laughs> um that's it's that one's by mark matt Matson or manson i forget his name but it's a similar style where he's using the swear words to sort of um you know uh extensiate uh the essence of what he's trying to say um I'm making up words now, but uh, it's good because it's just, you know, it's one page and it's entertaining. It gives you some knowledge about history. You don't have to read the whole thing. Just one, one page a day kind of puts you in a good mood. It gives you some, you know, some, some general knowledge to work with and go about your day. I have to get this book. It's a good My one. next category is how is this even happening? But even then I'm not even surprised moments. <laughs> so, this is uh, Boris Johnson um, was ousted as prime minister, but then the prime minister that succeeded him, uh, Truss, uh, she was only in office for like, I don't know, a month, I guess. And then Boris Johnson ended up becoming the front runner for prime minister a month after being ousted as PM. And it was only because the successor was actually less competent than he was as prime minister of England. Um, fortunately, um, they realized that there was obviously a less scandalous politician that they could put in office. All politicians are scandalous. And, uh, yeah, now they have Rishi, uh, Sunak, who I guess apparently shortly after going into office, he himself had his own scandals. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, my heart goes out to the British people and their political woes <laughs> because they're two years it's away from life. an election and they've already had three prime ministers in one term, which is insane. Damn. I don't know why the king doesn't just step in and just like, just, you know what? You need to call an election today. This is getting out of control. <laughs> it's because they have so many political parties. Right? I mean, that's the other part of having too many parties, I guess. Like in the States, it's just two. Canada, we have like three, really. Um britain they have like 16 <laughs> but yeah dem democracy right um, yeah i mean i think m more is better than less but I definitely agree. too much is <laughs> comes with its own problems too. don't they yeah, have more sure. in the u.s like it's just like we don't yeah they just don't get elected yeah, yeah. there's like the libertarian party there's the green party they do get some votes but it's i think part of it's the media's fault like they don't give credit or they don't even talk about the other two candidates from the other two second tier parties uh it's always like red state blue state purple state um i think if they kind yeah. of acknowledged more of the political landscape then you're kind of acknowledging more views that exist in the room and not just these two um political parties that exist because america has more political parties mm -hmm. they do and they really yeah 
it makes it difficult because these politicians have to like pander to the whole party but the party so it's either republicans or democrats but the party's got a wide spectrum right you got your crazies that are extremes and you got the moderates some somewhere in between you got the centrists um yeah so at the end of the day you kind of like let's say you're someone who's more in the middle i think most people are in the middle 80 percent of us are like we kind of lean one way on one issue a little bit maybe somewhere on the other side and then 10 percent is just nutty people it's even 10 percent of 300 million is a lot of people right but for the most part ignore those crazies (laughs) um forget my point here but essentially you can't uh you can't reflect how a country feels realistically with just two parties it doesn't make sense yeah yeah. Yeah, democracy is more than than just two parties. Even the founding fathers believed that parties would be the the downfall of democracy. So they knew. Maybe they, they knew. were onto something. <laughs> <laughs> they had a they had a hunch. Uh okay, back to T V shows. Um the next raisy goes to the best trash show of the year. <laughs> <laughs> It goes to Love is Blind. <laughs> I don't know oh, if God. you guys have seen this. <laughs> but it's such a car wreck train crash. But you can't look away. You got to watch it. So with the concept, it's like a social experiment where, you know, they put a bunch of single people in pods and they don't see each other. But, they, you know, they just talk. And, you know, is Love Blind? They see if their personalities match or whatever the hell. And then eventually... They propose to each other and then they meet and then they get to live with each other, af- you know, in the physical form. Um, and, you know, they force them to get married in like a month. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but the whole thing is, you know, it's got the typical bachelor style drama and, you know, some of it seems scripted, but is it really? And it's just yeah. forced reality TV. But it's, you know, a lot know, about this show. Yeah. <laughs> two seasons and and i i did it to myself really I, you you I willingly like, watched it this. i will well you know the wife the wife got yeah. intrigued and got me into it but i went for it all right i might have watched the first season and got her intrigued but um, yeah i forget what order it was in but i'm not ashamed of it and also i am i'm trying to picture him with a basketball in one hand and then his wife on the other <laughs> watching, Just watching this show while, Shouting Kobe. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's a car crash. Yeah, like, it's it's like a car crash. You just can't look away. Like, I think it makes you feel better about your life. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I was at um, I was staying at a hotel, and the you know you just turn the TV on, and it's whatever the last person in the room left the TV on at, and it was like TLC. I don't know what the channel was, but and it was my big fat fabulous life, and. <laughs> So there's this uh, larger woman and it's basically like her and all her friends on this like, uh, I think they're in Dominican Republic or something like that or Costa Rica. And she has like her ex-boyfriend there, but then she's like flirting with like this French local guy. And it's like, I'm like, and then she's just like, so like, like she's so just mean to people, but then she wonders why people don't. Like why, and I just can't even look away. I'm just so confused watching this thing and trying to figure out like what's, like why is she doing this? And then she has a personal trainer, but like they never, you never seen them training or doing anything physical activity. It's just she's just more of like a commenting on her personal life the whole time. And 
And then the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, like, how is she paying for this whole thing? (laughs) Yeah, there's just so many questions. And I guess that's how they get you. You just get hooked in. You're, like, wondering how this whole thing even just ends. And you have to watch to the end to realize that you just wasted, like, a lot lot of time. (laughs) Like, why did I do this? Yeah, why? (laughs) I feel with so much regret right now. I don't know. You just decompress with nonsense. Yeah, that's another explanation. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. So my my next razy goes to uh, the best argument no one can quite argue, and that goes to inflation. Um, everyone claims to be an expert on inflation until they need to define it. <laughs> and over the last year that we had, apparently everyone's oh inflation, 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 inflation. Okay, define inflation. Uh, I don't know. Things go up. <laughs> Prices are up. <laughs> things go but up. Why? Things go down. Why? Why is it inflation? I don't know. <laughs> Russia. Russia. <laughs> well, Joe Biden. Russia. Oh, it's the left. It's the right. It's it's the up. It's the down. Like, gosh. Uh, and then you then you go to like someone who's like in business or an economist, and they ask them, they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I like how yeah. in in um on the news they always bring the expert. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to explain it and he just like fumbles the answer. Yeah. Uh there's a funny meme, it's like and just like that, everyone went from an infectious disease expert to an economist. Yeah. Uh, I know what inflation is. I watched the ten minute video from CNN. <laughs> I'll argue with you. Passionately for some reason. <laughs> Actually, you know what would be an amazing game show is you take people who are just not an expert on something and then they watch, you just give them a computer with like just internet access and then they're just expected to just like within five minutes just Google something and just go off and argue it. Oh, that's actually a good concept. That should be in a pitch meetings episode. Yeah, that should be. A- that's a great idea. Could, yeah, teaser for that. our pitch meetings episodes, yeah. yeah. I'd watch the hell out of that. It's like, um, I think I've talked about this in one of our earlier podcast episodes, uh, the show Middle Ground, where it's like, you know, two groups from, it's like three people from one side of an argument and three people from a different side of an argument. So like, whatever, oh. is abortion good? <laughs> and then they'll ask them questions on the topic. And, you know, do you agree that, you know, uh, human life starts at uh, ejaculation. <laughs> People will, will walk to the chair, and you know they'll debate it. But obviously, like they come from different walks of life. I like Alex's idea a little bit better, where you feed them the information five minutes before, and they have to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll, and then they have to argue with an actual expert. Yeah, <laughs> and then the audience has to vote on who is the expert. Yeah. Interesting. So they're all dressed up like experts, and then you would have, you would have three people who are non-expert, and then maybe one expert, and you have to guess who the expert is based upon the information. And the audience is just as clueless as the people who are faking it. Sold. Yeah, that's your elevator yeah. pitch right there. I can how do we, see. How do yeah. we make money off this? I can see this really working where you walk around with a, a mic and a camera, and then the person they oh, already yeah. had their phone with them, so you ask the question and they can text it, search for it. And you could do like prices right style where you just pull them from the audience. So anybody from the audience will just end up being these fake experts, right? Mm-hmm. 
Or no, because then the audience would kind of know because they would see each other. Now you can't oh, yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's getting too complicated now. Yeah. No, but it, this yeah. is. Yeah. So you have well, to. You, get it. you, get you it. could do it on the street. Like you walk up. To yeah, you pull them from the street. street. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I see. And they would just be asked to like explain certain things, like I don't know, like you would be talking about like yeah inflation uh you know should we raise taxes on property taxes and they would have to argue it you know the pro con <laughs> whatever yeah they have five minutes to research the subject yeah you'd be like yeah, okay, we, we got an expert we, had, we got an expert on the line and then you give them the phone <laughs> and then they argue <laughs> yeah it's just people are it's just it's just basically like uh if twitter was a game show <laughs> <laughs> The comment section Real of Twitter. Twitter. Real life Twitter <laughs> comment Twitter. section as a game show with a prize at the end. So finally arguing has an outcome. There's a uh, there's um a video on YouTube called How to Argue. Interesting. It's actually a positive video though. It's not like how to argue to win. It's pretty much like being able to understand the other person. Yeah, you find their weakness and you go for the jugular. <laughs> <laughs> You go full U.S. redeem team on people. You play to win. That's what you do. <laughs> you go in. You go in with no agenda, and then whatever the person, the other person is saying, you you go the opposite. Yeah, yeah. It's I also good marriage advice too, right? So, yeah. yeah. Whenever you're in a fight with your partner, you play to win. <laughs> Toughen up, Buttercup. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and make sure you throw in a few. You're just like your mother in there. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you go for the psychological traumas. <laughs> Disarmor, and that's when you throw in the left hand. <laughs> Man, we're getting canceled for sure. For sure. We've offended many people in this episode. Okay, uh, let's bring it full circle with the last two words. Uh, it's best new show you have to see in 2022 and best old show you have to see in 2022. Um, but let's go with the new show, uh, Severance. Uh, yeah. I don't think it's on Netflix. I think it's on Apple TV. It's with Apple Adam TV. Scott, Patricia Arquette. Great show. So it's essentially uh, uh, it's biotech company, uh, and it hires people to sever their memory. So it's... You have innies and outies. So people who work on the inside of the corporation, they can't remember their life outside of their work. And then people who, like, when they finish their nine to five or whatever it is, they go home and they can't remember what they're doing inside their work life. So they separate work and life. So <laughs> get new meaning to work-life balance, that's for sure. But um, I don't know. It tackles interesting uh, ideas. Like, would you do that? would you separate your work memories but then there's like ethical aspects of it like you know the person who's working that's their whole life they're just working so it adds that different you know philosophical theme to it but definitely a good show mm -hmm. um, and you know you get into like corporate corruption and all those classic themes i don't know if you guys have seen it yeah i've, I've seen it yeah, i've seen that one i i had a discussion with my brother about this and it's pretty much we do that anyways regardless you know, you go to work right. and then there's certain things you want to leave at work and you come home yeah. and you just want to focus on home stuff. Um, your work uh, life, which 
might be different from your home life. The way you speak at work might be different from the way you speak at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And it, it works the other way too from what you said where you leave your home life uh, and you go to work to forget about your personal life or right. whatever. Right. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. The show takes it to the uh, <laughs> the extreme, obviously. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. I, I, I just want to add one raises to my list. Um, yeah, go for it. It's not on my list right now, but as Mike, you were talking, this came to my mind. Um, mm-hmm. This raises goes to movies that are very emotional. Like, like it gets you to be like, man, I'll do this for my boys. Uh, <laughs> the Apple TV's uh, greatest beer run ever. Is this a show or a movie? It's a, it's a, it's a movie. Um, yeah. Oh. Greatest beer run ever. Is this a new movie? It's a new movie. Um, uh, it's Efron, Zach Efron, I think his name is. Okay. Um, Greatest beer run and ever. It's actually an uh, based on history, on um, uh, during the war um, in Vietnam, and um, you know all the hippies were protesting against the war, and um, but then he sees it as. Um, he needs to support his friends who are abroad fighting for the war. So he decides to right. go and give them all beers as a sign of like, we're home or we're back in you guys. Okay. Yeah. Sounds interesting. It's a comedy, drama, right. war film. Yeah. Like three different genres in one. Yeah. Biographical too. It's it's yeah. well shot. Like the, the cinematography is amazing. Acting cool. is on point, and then how it actually makes you emotional. Like you know, it's like, like you know, your friend comes to visit you, and you're mm-hmm. like trying to protect your friend because it's like you're gonna get yourself killed, <laughs> kind of a uh, you know. And then yeah, but then it's like, are you just gonna leave your friends in you know, and not show some kind of love? And then there are some friends who you meet who have changed. Uh, mentally mm-hmm. um yeah it's a great show like I, I i had some tears coming down watching that movie it was a great show damn sold movie. i haven't seen yeah. it movie 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 um yeah directed by the fairly brothers i'm a fan of theirs so all right i gotta i gotta check that out but why is it called beer uh the greatest beer run yeah so he basically what he did spoilers. was he brought beer from america mm-hmm. to vietnam and it's it's oh, okay. it's stupid because they have beer in <laughs> Vietnam, like. But um, hmm. he, his you know his sign was, but they don't have this type of beer. It's just a, it's an IPA. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's an IPA. Have, yeah, they don't have American beer. Is he a hipster? <laughs> hey man, you go try this IPA. <laughs> <laughs> there were no hipsters in the sixties. Yeah, seventies. Yeah, when was Vietnam? That was pre-hipster. Some, Somebody correct my history knowledge. When was the Vietnam? Uh, 60s, 70s. 60s, Okay, I was right. Woohoo. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty long war. Yep. Ended in 75. Messy war. And that one, oh. too, there is, um, again, this is also architecture. There are all these hotels in different parts of the world which played a very important role for journalists who were broadcasting what is happening in those towns or cities. So you, <clears throat> there's an actually, it's, um, 
a YouTube video on hotels. I don't remember the name, but there's a YouTube video which shows hotels that got bombed a lot. And you're like, why? <laughs> and that's because there are lots of journal- journalists that lived in these places. And in this movie, Whoa. they showcased one of the hotels. In, um, they basically had the front row seat to what was happening in Vietnam at that time. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot of good Vietnam War movies. Apocalypse Now, great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, although that's Full based on... Full Metal Jacket, Platoon. Yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Anyway. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Last Razy. We'll call it the best old show you have to see in 2022. Some more lighthearted content here. Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. I oh, watched it recently. Yeah. Oh, Went really? on a binge with, with the missus. <laughs> Listen, I'm a fan. I think it's got... Oh, the... that's a controversial pick for a raisy. I don't know about that one. <laughs> it's, it's my it's my raisy. I, I'll call it the... No. Uh, I think it still holds up. It Even though they don't... I mean, technology, they tap into like the late 90s cell phones. But the show started in... Uh, Sorry, the show started in the late 90s and then kept going in the early 2000s. Um, it has the relatable family dynamics that are true to every culture. I don't care where you come from. You yeah. got the in-laws. Yeah. You got the sibling rivalries. You got the parent-child frustrations. Um, at one point, like if you look at the the background of the cast, the cast, the the writers were asking cast members and anyone who was working on the show to bring stories from their personal lives and put it on in the writing on the show. Um, I'm a big Ray Romano fan. Uh, Brad Garrett's awesome. Yeah. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. (laughs) Might be boring, but it's my pick question though. Is it the reason why there's everybody hates Chris? I think it was a play on it, but I know, I know Chris Rock is friends with Ray Romano, but it's not directly. Right. Know? It's just like, you know what? This works too. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, that's definitely going to be a controversial pick. I we'll think get the, Entertainment Tonight is going to be all over that. This is, this we'll is the time, our, Alex. Yeah, this is the controversy stage from, from our award and show. Will Smith slaps. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. This is, this is our uh, Will Smith slap. <laughs> This, this is Alex's. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish in a moment, but Beyonce had the best album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Taylor Swift. Steal the mic away from you. Like, no, no, no. It, the best old show you gotta watch is Seinfeld. Okay. Like none of this. None of this everybody loves Raymond stuff. Seinfeld's Seinfeld. Cliche, though. Everybody likes Seinfeld. I don't think Seinfeld holds up from a technology standpoint. Cringy from that perspective, but. No, the comedy holds up though. It, the comedy is comedy like within does. everyday life. Like Festivus is an actual celebration for people. It's a show about nothing, right? Well, yeah. I'm gonna come in with Fraser. Hey, curveball. Uh, I mean, my Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm curious. I've never seen Fraser. So oh yeah, it's, I, hear, it's, I hear good things. It's kind of like uh Well, I mean, Cheers. Fraser, wasn't Fraser a character from? Yeah, Cheers? he was. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, after the show ends, he moves to Seattle, and then that's when Fraser starts. Oh, so it's supposed to be a continuation of him moving. Yeah, to- yes. Yeah. So oh. Cheers, the show ends, and then he moves from Boston to Seattle. Um, so and then that's when so the Fraser TV show starts. So it has like that continuity across it. Mm. Um, cool, but. I don't know. Like, it's just like this, I don't know, just rich therapist who just sucks at dating. 
Oh, it's, know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Al- Alex is picky know. with his TV shows. <laughs> this is... He doesn't settle yeah. for just any picks. You know, the TV yeah, show that I, I just... basically was my 101 education on how America is supposed to look like. Ooh, can I guess? Oh, that's yes. interesting. Is it, yeah. Is it is it famous? It's like big. It's well known. It's big. It's a big show. Like The Simpsons. How America. Wait, oh, Mike, what you said? What? Um, I was gonna say Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, I mean both. There are two of them. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Fresh Prince. Okay. And the Cosby's. Oh, the Cosby's. Okay. The Cosby's. Hugs the whole family. That definitely that does not get a razy. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. well, no, hold uh, on. Bill Cosby was a horrible man. He's still alive. Horrible right? man. He's a horrible man. Yeah. But he had some entertaining things. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I was actually looking at this one list from Rolling Stone, 50 best stand-up comedians of all time. And I think mm. in their top five, they actually put Bill Cosby. And they they were like, hold on, hold on. They're like, even in like the rationale, they're like, hold on. We know that what he's done however without cosby you don't get all of these other great yeah um comedians he set the tone for a lot of comedy he moved comedy in a certain direction so you kind of have to separate the craft from the person it's like michael jackson he's like michael jackson did terrible things i'm really big well i mean he was never convicted of that right wasn't he it's true allegedly yeah but i'm really big on like separating you know the man from the craft because yeah if we like kanye it, yeah because we will be left with two people on stage like if we're to really dig deep on like people's like hidden secrets and things they do yeah. behind the scenes it's true yeah you should see alex's hidden things <laughs> would they separate me from my craft i don't know it's, i um I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Joke attempt. You gotta try, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think right. I think we uh, I think we ended the podcast. The the raises on a highly controversial Real note. Con- yes. Um, yeah. First, everybody loves Raymond actually getting an award above Seinfeld. Questionable. And then <laughs> Fraser even being a nominee for that category. And then we mentions we go into yeah, Cosby territory. Um, let the haters hate. Yeah, let the. <laughs> this will stir up. And that's how we got canceled. Yeah, yeah. We'll have pretty loves Raymond. This will annoy all of five people. <laughs> <laughs>